Hello, everybody. You're listening to a Bitcoin and Markets live stream. My name is Ansel Lindner, and on this show, I give you a unique perspective on Bitcoin, macro, and geopolitics. You can find me all over. Follow me on Twitter at Ansel Lindner. The Telegram channel is doing really well, so go to t.me for slash Bitcoin and Markets to join there to listen to these live streams live. You can find the show in any podcast app. Just search for Bitcoin and Markets or go to bitcoinandmarkets.com forward slash find dash us and you can find most big podcast apps will be listed there. We're also on Rumble and Odyssey so you can find our channels and go subscribe and give us likes so we can um, reach more people over there on those video apps. We have lost our YouTube channel. And lastly, make sure you're subscribed over on bitcoinandmarkets.com to get notified of all of my content. All right, let's jump in to today's topics. Today is December 8th, 2022, and it is FedWatch Day. So FedWatch has moved from Wednesday to Thursday. You guys probably know there's a few uh, personnel changes happening in all over the economy, uh, and the Bitcoin economy is no exception. Um, Bitcoin Magazine is switching a few things around, switching their live streams around. And so I just have to be flexible right now of when I do FedWatch on their live stream. And it was supposed to be 1.30. Now they're rolling me till 12.30. Uh, CK again was traveling, so he was not able to join us. So I had Nolan on. And when when I do get Nolan on, it's awesome that he helps out and wants to, you know, play that co-host role for me to bounce things off of. But, um, man, we, he and I just will go on talking on tangents and (laughs) CK just has this ability to keep me right on track. And so, um, yeah, it's a little bit meandering uh, on these last two FedWatch episodes, but we did get to some really good topics. Like we got into currencies, we got into the Bitcoin market, we got into, um, the BIS and the shadow banks, the shadow banking stuff that was released this week. We got into some Chinese numbers and uh, heard a lot of different theories of what's going on over there in China. So uh, pretty good show. If you missed it, uh, you can obviously go back and check the recording. It's on YouTube and Rumble and set an alarm or something for next Thursday at 1230 and you can watch it live. But anyway, so this is also another live stream, and I covered all that stuff on FedWatch, and I don't really want to rehash it once again here. I mean, I can. This is my my thing, my gig, my biggest interest is talking about this kind of stuff. Um, but I thought I would concentrate on Bitcoin. We do have a little bit of Bitcoin pumpage going on right now, so let me bring up that chart. If you guys are listening on Twitter Spaces, you can... Um, join the telegram t.me for slash bitcoin and markets we're at about 275 subs i'm trying to get this up to 500 subs and i think that would be a real good sweet spot for the community to have some decently sized live streams we could do some special events and stuff i mean we could do a lot more if we get some more subs over there in the telegram so if you guys are listening on spaces either before you know right now or on the recording or you're listening on a podcast whatever then uh, join the Telegram and we can have some fun times over there uh, during live events. But okay, so I posted this couple charts for Bitcoin. One is an hourly chart, at least the first one. You can see it bump, it pumped from down there at 16 
1,800 where it was sitting for uh, about 36 hours. And now it's up there at 17,227 in this image. Uh, I did post also a daily chart that has those trend lines in it that we've been watching, you know, that downward sloping trend line for a long time. Also the resistance that was support for, you know, about five months and now it's turned into resistance. So that uh, the longer daily chart shows that, but it also shows us breaking up above a few things. So it's not bearish. I mean, this move that Bitcoin is making right now is not a bearish move. Uh, is it bullish? Well, I mean, I don't think we can call it bullish yet, but it's definitely not bearish. That's for sure. So hopefully Bitcoin over the next week or so can continue to trend higher. I would love to test that resistance at 19,000. That is the big one. And if we can break that resistance at 19,000, I think we're going a lot higher. Um, okay, so that is the chart stuff going on. I wanted to take a look at this tweet by Udi. Now, I have met Udi once. Let's see, that was like a couple years back. It was, it was after he had become, you know, more of a dot East kind of guy, but it was still when he was somewhat respectable. Now he is just a complete and utter uh, scammer, you know, pushing people towards BlockFi, pushing people towards uh, all of these, uh, well, not BlockFi really, but it's all the DeFi uh, yield farming and things, FTX. He's pushed people that way, and it is extremely, it is just, he's completely went off the deep end. He started, obviously, as a Bitcoiner, a good uh, influence in the space, and now he's just obviously a huge scammer. But his question was, and it's probably following on from when Corey, uh, he went on to a Coindesk live stream or spaces and he was saying hey how come there is zero bitcoiners in your top 50 most influential people in the bitcoin space of course they say crypto because they're idiots it's not crypto like what does crypto even mean crypto is short for cryptography and i guess anything can be a cryptocurrency i mean anything that uses a password is a freaking cryptocurrency is a stupid term that's why I like digital cash for Bitcoin. And I mean, currency also is talking about a derivative of money, right? So like a gold coin would be the money and a paper bill would be currency, something like that. But currency implies some form of derivative, not, not the bullion itself, right? Not the money itself. And so Bitcoin is digital cash. It's not currency. and the term digital currency doesn't mean anything anyway. It's a bullshit term that we just ran with. Um, so <laughs> anyway, so uh, Corey called these people out for not having any Bitcoiners. And he's like, can they, they asked Corey for some influential Bitcoiners that from this year. And Corey didn't want to let him get off the hook. He said, how about you tell me? I mean, you're a Coindesk reporter, right? You are a major reporter in the space, a journalist in the space. Can you tell me one influential Bitcoiner this year? Just one. And they, their example was Nick Carter. Oh my God. They said, we have Bitcoiners on the list like Nick Carter. 
And of course, Corey disabused him of that stupid, stupid idea and was like, oh no, Nick Carter is, he attacks Bitcoin. He attacks Bitcoin. He runs a blockchain VC firm and he attacks Bitcoin. Uh, he, he, he uses the term Bitcoin maximalist. And that's actually, apparently Corey said, that's what they honored him for was attacking toxicity in the space. I mean, you realize that too low of toxicity, too low T in the crypto space is what brought these scams about. If you had a, had high T, high t- uh, toxicity, which Bitcoin has, thank God, then it's like the pre-emergent out there on your lawn. It doesn't let any weeds grow. It's like an immune system in your body. It attacks these scammers. But of course, scammers and and um, pump uh, people that pump the scams, like CoinDesk. I mean, that's their business model is to drive clicks by pumping scams. Those people don't like pre-emergent. They don't like toxicity that that keeps down the weeds. It is antithetical to CoinDesk. So that's why they honor Nick Carter, who is an enemy of Bitcoin at this point. I mean, I don't think he's that bad. He's not as bad as many others in the space, of course, but uh, he is definitely not a friend of Bitcoin. He's definitely not a Bitcoiner. And that was their example that they used, that they include Bitcoiners on the list. So we called him out. I thought it was great. I did link that or put that video into Telegram. So if you guys didn't see that, you can. If you're following my following, if you're following me on Twitter, I did tweet that yesterday. I believe you can go and please retweet that from Neil Jacobs. He has you know cut out where Corey's talking and posted that video to Twitter. So please go and retweet that. Um, what else? So yeah, that that was. I think this tweet by Udi is in response to Corey. And he says, name one influential Bitcoin project released in 2022. I'll wait. Podcasts aren't projects. So, I mean, obviously right off the bat, influential is the term that he's using here. Influential. What the hell does that mean? Of course, that's subjective what influential is. I mean, FTX yield farming was influential. What happened to that? Are you going to put them onto the list? I just saw another thing that I posted in Telegram about FTX and these NFTs that were based on FTX. That website has been updated or changed or moved or something. And so all those NFTs are broken. It is all it is, is a digital signature. NFTs don't matter. So that's pretty freaking influential, Udi. That's pretty freaking influential. So anyway, a lot of people in the comments, they're having a hard time kind of answering this, at least some of them. But uh, let's see, I'll read a few of these. Um, <laughs> one guy said, racked Bitcoin. And Udi said, unironically, yes. I mean, but that's not that's not that funny because, you know, it brought real reserves to the Ethereum network. Wrapped Bitcoin did that. Bitcoin did that for Ethereum. Where would Ethereum be without that? Probably not nearly at the level that they are. I mean, there's 120,000 or something wrapped Bitcoins. That's quite a bit. That just is one of those things that, you know, 
we talked about this on FedWatch too, that the, the legacy system, the, the TradFi system, whatever you want to call it, it's just, it's a web of trust. It actually is a beneficial thing in good times, right? Because one bank having credit default swaps with another bank that makes people be, oh, yeah, yeah, that's cool. You actually are backed up by this other bank. And then that bank is linked back to uh, a third bank. And you guys all, you uh, it's synergistic or additive, right? It's additive. But in bad times, that's a bad thing. It's contagion. And if one link in the chain goes under or has a any sort of impairment to their balance sheet, it gets transferred down the line of all of that intertwining uh, debt and credit. So anyway, uh, it's just this marginal thing. That's all that, you know, just the smallest degree. Uh, I saw somebody talking about this, that, um, you know, during the great financial crisis and subprime, it wasn't like a hundred percent of subprime mortgages that were bad. It was 5%. And it went from like one to five. That was the move that uh, popped the bubble, so to speak. Very marginal, you know, and so marginal moves have multiplicative effects when you have all of this, uh, all these links, this web of trust. And so it's very similar to Ethereum, right? Ethereum has this value that when it's okay, it's doing great, but it, it can crash. And we've seen obviously plenty of crashes, um, but the wrapped Bitcoin just gives it that marginal boost to keep it looking very healthy, I think. You know, so wrapped Bitcoin actually is a is something of a defense for Ethereum at this point. Anyway, okay, let's uh, go on. Someone else said River Lightning Services powered powering Lightning payments for a nation state, and I haven't seen that. I don't know what this person is talking about, but seems cool. Uh, Stable Sats, Bitkit, Surge by Voltage, Peach Bitcoin Collider Trade or Colander Trade. Uh, so that's all Bitcoin. And then he says this this was a Zanga, Zanga, I guess, uh, at G Zanga on Twitter. Then he said, now do crypto. I'll wait. DeFi protocols with Ponzi yields are not projects. That's a great point. So then, um, of course, Udi always goes back to, hey, the Ethereum merge. How was that for influential? That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Okay, well, let's talk about Lightning. Lightning had a bunch of upgrades this year. Lightning Labs, they put Taproot onto Lightning, right? And they did all sorts of Schnorr signature stuff, and they did a bunch of different projects. Jack launched open source libraries for Lightning Network. What else do we have here? I wrote some things down here. Um, StableSats was already said. Cash App added Lightning. Also, Keat.io. Keat.io is has uh, or is building. They've already launched their peer-to-peer uh, communication thing, but they are going to be adding Lightning. That's like coming real soon. What else do we have? Volcano bonds. They didn't launch this year, but at least some uh, they had to pass some sort of regulation first, and that regulation has been introduced down in El Salvador. So that has been released. There's all sorts of projects out there, man. All sorts of projects. And you could even talk about 
Oh, somebody said Fetty Mint. That's another good one. Uh, what else? What else have we got? There's, I mean, of course, there's a bunch of public miners, miners that went public this year. That's a good thing. Um, lots of ETFs launched this year. Uh, obviously not a spot ETF, but there was, um, there's a minor ETF now. There's all sorts of other things that have launched this year in that respect. What else? Um, I mean, the biggest thing I think is that Bitcoin, the protocol, the consensus rules remain the same. That's a huge achievement any year. I mean, it gets, we could say the same thing every year. It accomplishes it every year, but that's a big accomplishment in this space. Not changing. By not changing, you prove you're decentralized, by the way. That's the only way to prove you're decentralized is by not changing. So anyways, um, that's all the stuff with Udi. What else can I talk about here for a few seconds? Um, oh, okay. This was a good one. This was a Crypto Slate article. And Chris, the producer on Bitcoin Magazine's live streams, he brought this up. I quickly Googled it and I wanted to read this a little bit. So this is a uh, USDC could get access to Fed's reverse repo via BlackRock partnership. Okay, come on. Uh, USDC stablecoin could get indirect access to the Federal Reserve's risk-free liability as its partner BlackRock is set to apply for the Fed's reverse repo program. Circle CFO Jeremy Foxgin, Foxgeen, Foxgeen recently announced that the stablecoin issuer had started investing in the Circle Reserve Fund. The Circle Reserve Fund is managed by BlackRock, which qualifies Circle as an indirect investor in the government money market fund. The reserve will comprise 20% cash held at the Bank of New York Mellon and 90% short-term U.S. treasuries. What? 20% cash and 90% short-term treasuries. That doesn't even add up to 100%. Um, Fox, now it's Fox Green. So, oh, this article is all messed up, huh? It's supposed to be Fox Green. Said that the reserve fund will increase investors' confidence in the stability and redeemability of their USDC holdings one for one for US dollars at any time. Circle said that it will convert all its existing treasury holdings into the Circle Reserve Fund by the end of March 2023. Circle to get indirect access to Fed RRP. Barclays strategist Joseph Abate wrote that BlackRock plans to use Circle Circle's reserve fund to apply for access to the Federal Reserve overnight reserve repurchase facility. The reserve repurchase is a monetary K, blah, blah, blah. RRP access will give Circle indirect access to a risk-free central bank liability. According to Allaire, of course, that's their... That is an enemy of Bitcoin, Jeremy Allaire. According to Allaire, Circle was open to being a Federal Reserve supervised entity if that will fast track its journey to becoming a full reserve digital bank. So, I mean, this is kind of a nothing burger a little bit. I, I think that within a couple years, the Fed is going to mandate stable coins hold their reserves at the Federal Reserve. That's what I think. Or somehow have an account there. Because that's a way for them to increase oversight and 
to use stable coins as CBDCs, right? And I think that is pretty much the route that they're going to go. That is the route that uh, the U.S. is going to go, just using digital dollars, this already existing stable coins as their CBDCs. They're not going to go down this route of the CBDCs like the ECB. And the more, so also when I looked into this BC, or sorry, BIS shadow banking paper, and we were going over it today on FedWatch, it just comes to light, like how much, how dominant is the dollar compared to other currencies like the Euro or the yen? It is extremely dominant. I would say, I mean, everything involved with on and off balance sheets with also reserves held, you know, by central banks or whatever, this is, the dollar is probably 90% of the world, the global financial system. So there is no second. This competition is coming down to the dollar and Bitcoin. And any CBDC by the euro is actually just going to harm it more. I really believe that. And they're, I think they're worried too. I mean, this, obviously the CBDCs, the way they're kind of being thought about and designed right now, it cuts commercial banks out almost completely. So it breaks your banking system. There, There's many different hurdles here. That's one of the ones that stands out to me. And I think they know this. So if the ECB ends up launching a CBDC, they're going to destroy the euro. That could be... I mean, there could be crisis really, really quick. But anyway, I'm going to stop it there, guys. Open it up over on Telegram for anybody to make any comments, ask any questions you want. So go ahead and do that now. Raise your hand if you want to come in. Uh, while I'm waiting there, make sure to go to BitcoinAndMarkets.com. Sign up for at least the free notification and free report that comes out every week. That's just the free tier. But if you'd like to support this content and keep me making um, as much content as I'm making right now, go to BitcoinAndMarkets.com and sign up for the membership tier. $5 a month helps me do what I do. All right. If we don't have any hands, we're going to cut it there. So, guys, thanks for joining me. And I will see you tomorrow.